0: This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 319, Shawn Michael Andrews on Evolving Hypnosis.
1: Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette.
0: For those of you that are curious to know, this week's guest, Shawn Michael Andrews, is officially the world's Fastest Hypnotist. That is, as long as you set the criteria as being the fastest at getting the website, worldsfastesthypnotist.com. I always have to bring that up whenever he's on. And Sean's here, I believe now for the fourth time in this podcast series, which if we rewind all the way back to June of 2014, the Program launched with three episodes on the first day. Episode number one was myself. I was teaching my all-positive pre-talk. Episode number two was Michael Elner. Episode number three was Sean Michael Andrews. Now, for those that are curious of the backstory, part of what I began my career with doing was stage hypnosis. I'd gone off and done some trainings. I'd gone off and read books and uh, watched different videos online. And was already kind of working, let's say, part-time as a stage hypnotist, though I was recognizing there was a bit of a disconnect in the work that I was doing. And again, this is now a 13, 14-year-old story at this point. And, And so I was living in downtown Baltimore, and I was doing a search online to try to find a little bit more, let's say, robust of training. And sure enough, a website popped up with a training down in Glen Burnie, Maryland at a Hampton Inn. We stay classy here. And that was the same week that I was not in rehearsal or production. And by luck, that was an event with Shawn Michael Andrews. How cool is that? So, rewinding the story back, this is where, you know, beginning at first as a student, then eventually running some classes together, both online and then in person. Now, an online program that we offer called Master Hypnotist Course. You can check that out at masterhypnotistcourse.com. I'll tell you, though, one of my favorite things about chatting with Sean about, and this is part of what this week's episode is all about, is this sort of evolving nature in terms of how we look at the work that we do. So many years ago, I would have been on the same side that, no, 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 we don't do the online hypnosis. There's some challenges. There's some potential dangers. No. And nowadays, well, that's kind of one of our main options at this point. So you're going to hear a conversation here around adapting a lot of the techniques that we use in terms of helping our clients and how to make those things effective and even efficient and just, well, work in terms of how we work with our clients. We're going to talk about sort of using a specific time frame that may pose some challenges. As you know, here we are more than a year into a global pandemic and looking for some of the opportunities that may be there to kind of revisit the work that we do to approach things from a slightly different angle and really just over time become a whole lot more flexible inside of the work that we do. Now, I will say just as a bit of a cliffhanger, before you listen to this conversation, if you've been wanting to hear a highly effective hypnotic pre-talk in Russian, this might be the best uh, place you can go for that right now. (laughs) Because inside of this, you'll hear sort of a modern, again, the theme here, evolution, of taking an opportunity to learn something from, really to relearn, I would say, based on the story he shares, and possibly open up a whole other set of clientele. So really what you're gonna hear inside of this conversation is this mindset of that transition from the in-person to the online. What are the benefits? What are the strengths? How do we make some of the modifications? And even so, we as business owners, we as practitioners, how do we start to change up the approach in terms of what we do well over time? Briefly, I do have to give a quick plug here because uh, Sean does have a phenomenal training on the Dave Ellman induction, which some of you may know the story when I was at a conference and it was actually Cheryl Ellman who was reselling the DVD set. And I love Cheryl and she was selling me hard on buying this two DVD set. She's going, Jason, it's really good. You should get it. And I'm just smiling so big and I'm going, have you watched it, Cheryl? And she's there going, yeah, I've watched it several times. Sean Michael Andrews is an amazing trainer, and the way that he teaches Larry's father's techniques, it's amazing. And I'm just smiling, going, have you watched it? And she catches that I'm onto something, to which then I go, Cheryl, I was the demo subject in that video. The hair was much thicker back then. We'll leave it at that. So check out the programs and offerings that he has over at works at uh, worldsfastesthypnotist.com. A lot of great content over there. We'll also link over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com to some of the books that he has referenced here in terms of some of the projects and plus links to explore. And I'll do this too. I'm going to go in and I actually reference a number of Sean's YouTube videos in the trainings that I provide. We'll embed those in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com just to see an efficient take on how to do the work, just a straightforward approach to just, I I refer to it just a pure model of down to the basics, down to the you know, even there's still complexity in there, of course, but the specificity in the work that he does, that's something that I really appreciate and glad to call him a friend and have him back on the program once more. While you're there too, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's the all access pass to my hypnosis business training library. If you want to see more clients, If you want to appropriately and ethically raise your rates, if you want to expand your services beyond the dollars for hours and go into a passive income model to change up the dynamic of what you do, this is what I teach inside of hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Now, I'll give you a free preview, though, by going to jasonwebinar.com. That's a free on-demand exclusive workshop called Six Steps to a Six-Figure Hypnosis Income. You can check that out right now at jasonwebinar.com that just redirects over to where you ought to be (laughs) and with that let's jump directly in with this great episode here we go episode number 319 sean michael andrews on evolving hypnosis so i'm here with sean michael andrews and i'll tell you sean it's good to have you back on i think you've been on several times now at this point but i did want to kick off with the question of how do you modify an instant induction to work online Okay.
1: You want the short answer or the long answer? I think we're going to get both. Yes. Well, they are both the same. Okay. You can't. You can't. (laughs) You cannot modify an instant induction so that you can perform it virtually. It cannot be done. There has to be a physical element to it and it can't be done virtually. So the only thing. That you you can do rapid inductions. For instance, an Elman induction can certainly be modified so that it can be used over Zoom or Skype or whatever your virtual hypnosis of choice uh, app is. But an instant induction will not work with the possible. Well, not possible with the one exception, and it is a re-induction. You know, when you give them the trigger, when I point to you and say sleep, when I snap my fingers.
0: Yeah, sleep. I was about to say it's where it'd be easy to say, can we do it as a re-induction? But then that kind of breaks the category of really truly being an instant induction. Exactly. So we can model the techniques of the instant induction, but then it still becomes a re-induction at that point.
1: Exactly. Right. So, so yeah. So I'm uh, my hands are tied. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then, how have you modified things? What changes have you done to your? you know, hypnosis business and a response to everything now going online.
1: Mm, well, I mean, it, it has, it has changed things for sure. Fortunately, I mean, Stephanie and I are very fortunate and it's, it's not like we needed to do classes and things like that in order to eat. Um, I know some people have been really terribly affected by this and I it's, it's, it's terrible. I feel very, very sorry for them, but fortunately for us, we have able, been able to weather this so, but certainly I have not been teaching any live classes. I have been doing mentorships online. I can do that. What else have I been doing? I've, I've been, I've been taking, actually, I've been taking the opportunity to kind of do a semi sabbatical and mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19 has given me the opportunity to do some things that i put off for a long time. For instance, I had been wanting to write. A, a, basic hypnosis book. I mean, the other, the other books were pretty much for people who were experienced hypnotists, Both the, the who me book about choosing volunteers and the street hypnosis book, they were for people who really already knew how to hypnotize, but I wanted to, I wanted to write a book for beginners. And so it's given me the opportunity to do that. And I've been working on it and we'll probably publish in, uh, in the summer.
0: Yeah. That's, out, that's outstanding. I, I chair, there's a dialogue that I got into with several clients, and it's one that kind of hit home because it was a conversation that, just to keep it simple here, a few family members I think also needed to hear that, you know, suddenly things did slow down, things did begin to change, especially for folks who had a business that was fully dependent upon being in person and even so with groups, which that's not really happening right now. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that here were other things that had, quote, been meaning the doing. Here are other projects they've been looking to do. You know, and it's not to say that it's a flaw to come out of all of this without the next book written, without the new product being launched, Mm -hmm. but to kind of go, well, here's an opportunity and this is a time that I can do it. And to to come around to the story that I hinted at, family members needing to hear the phrasing that, no, it's not that COVID shut down your business, it's that you're in your early 80s and you've been preparing most of your life to step (laughs) away (laughs) And it's a good time to be around your family and take things down a couple of notches. And they went, oh, these were people who didn't want to have a for sale sign in front of their house, to which then went, yep, we're closing.
1: <laughs> You're such a good reframer there, Jason. <laughs> it's um,
0: it's this skill that it's a brand new thing at Hypno. I don't yeah, think we where'd told you learn that? that. I don't think we've told <laughs> the story. Great. You and I taught a class together back in March 2017. Uh-huh. and there's a moment where i reference something and you went that's really cool and i go i learned it from you and then you responded i've never seen that before which <laughs> the appropriate response is and that was a jason let at original <laughs> i remember that i do remember that situation that was pretty good <laughs> So then in terms of, you know, I want to come back around to the idea of mentorship in terms of, you know, learning directly at times and getting that hands-on feedback or virtual hands-on feedback, (laughs) but but let's talk about online hypnosis. Have your, because this is one that I would say many people were kind of anti the idea a number of years ago, and then suddenly, well, if you want to be helping people, here's your option. So any shifts in terms of the thinking on that? Uh,
1: that's, that pretty much exactly describes my shift in thinking. I mean, you know, I've been very much anti, anti-virtual hypnosis. It's, it's not something that I really wanted to get involved in. I, I dipped my toe in it many years ago when Skype was still quite new. What happened was I was doing an age regression with a client and right in the middle of an ab reaction, we lost the signal. It just went boop. That, that awful sound that Skype makes when it loses the connection. And so I had a client a thousand miles away in the middle of an ab reaction and we were no longer connected. Now, fortunately I had thought ahead and had given the client, the instruction that should we lose our connection, you will open your eyes, pop out of trance and immediately reestablish the connection. So she did and we continued our session. However, that was, that was pretty scary for me. And after that, I did not do another virtual session for years, Yeah, just because I did not want to take that kind of a chance. Now, mm-hmm. COVID changed that for all of us. If you're going to help people, there's only you, your opportunities, your, your options are severely limited right now. I have still done some sessions in my office, but Right now when you're doing live in-person sessions, you have to have your masks on and keep your distance from your client and that presents some challenges also. It's, it's, it's funny, the sessions that I've done in my office with a client in a mask were have been, it, it's almost like we're virtual because there are so many clues that I didn't really think about that you look for that you can't see when that person is wearing a mask you know, people, their, their expression, their faces, it's not all in their eyes, you know, it's, it's what they do with their lips, how they, you know, and you can't see that when that person is wearing a mask and it's just, it's just difficult. And so, I mean, I think, I think that in person, using protective masks, I think in person is, is a little bit better than virtual, but not a whole bunch. So yeah, I'd share i
0: share the change that I was doing, which again, the irony of this is that we're recording in February while I'm still down in Virginia. This is launching in March. And by the time we're actually releasing in March, I'll be living not too far from where you are down in Florida. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but and, ever and since, I'd say, <laughs> ever since I'd say, which the setup of how I've been doing it here, which the majority had moved online. And in fact, mm-hmm. I was selling them on every reason why this is why it's a much better situation. I still had a few who were kind of pressing to go, I want to do it in person, right. which I go, well, here's how we do it. And it's going back to, I think, either March or April of like 27, no, 2018, I think it was, that I had put this idea down for so many years. And then I got to backtrack because then I came became one of those people putting headphones on the client and yeah. wearing the headphone set with the uh, boom microphone attached to mine. <laughs> Uh-huh. which here's the catch in the office that you know now someone else is renting i had 20 feet of sound cable <laughs> <laughs> so the session began and this is you know we we find little skills you know the early hypnotist if they were using a script or an outline becomes an expert at turning pages so they don't make noise i became <laughs> the expert at slowly sliding my office chair back 15 feet <laughs> Because I had the, but then as the session then prog- uh, was wrapping up, slowly rolling my chair closer so it wasn't weird when suddenly the eyes opened. I could see them quite well, thanks to the doctors who shot some lasers in my eyeballs eight years <laughs> ago. No, but you're right that, you know, we, we find, well, I phrase it this way, there's benefits and there's setbacks of both. Something that I found was that because it was online and now it was a much smaller window, they weren't, you know in the same space with me, I was having to watch more intently. Yeah, And then as someone came in, there was much more, let's say, specificity inside of the process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I, so I guess we were both, we both came from the same era, place in that yeah. not, I mean, still, I believe it is, it is not optimal to do virtual sessions. Uh, I mean, it does have some advantages. Like for instance, you can take on clients that are, thousands of miles away. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. If some I turned away so many clients over the years who said I really want to work with you, uh can we do it virtually and I was so against it. I just I just I would I got very good at they'd say I'd say well where are you and let me see if there's somebody in your area that I trust. I, I think, I think there were some, I think there were some in your area that, that you wound up with. Yeah. But anyway, okay. so, so yeah, I mean, I, that was because I just did not feel comfortable doing these virtual sessions, but you know, as you said in the beginning, if it comes down to the choice between helping the person or not helping the person, you know, you're going to go to the technology and you're going to help the person.
0: So well, that's- I swear at one point, and in- you know, there's often this game sometimes, and I know we had, that's an unfair correlation, so I won't go there. No, I was going to say that sometimes we, no, sometimes we find the neuroscience research to back up what we had already been doing, Uh which let's keep that up because that's going well for us. Yeah. No, but it's where, as I started to track, you know, we're early on because of, like you, having a book and then doing this podcast now for uh, nearly seven or eight years at this point, a couple of hundred episodes. Uh I've talked about this before on here, the number of clients I often get from this even surprises me. Now, the conversation always goes the same way. Hey, I listened. I'm not the audience, am I? <laughs> it's like, well, it's very much meant for people who are already doing hypnosis, kind of like huh. the story you said about the Why Me book. You know, so meanwhile, here's the other newer program, which is more for a general audience, but it's where I kind of came around to the framing, which, yes, it is framing that you know, once the process begins, you close your eyes. So at that point, it's very likely the same process. Thank you, Howard Cooper, for this nugget. The change occurs in your head, not in the room. So -hmm. wherever you've got your head, we can do the work. But the third point was where my opinion on this changed, and it's why about this time last year, we came out with two episodes a week all around this theme, that I could do the work in the environment where you wanted to notice the change. Now, the, 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 influence part of me looks at that and goes, that becomes true because I've now suggested it. (laughs) But then again, it becomes true because consistently we found that to to work. And the correlation I also connect was a good mutual friend of ours back in the early 2000s was the guy going, don't do online videos. People watch videos to deselect you. Now his business is entirely online videos. but we'll let him tell that story sometime on here himself. (laughs) So then in terms of, you know, looking at some of the consulting, which I, I do that too. Mm -hmm. And I'd share it gives us an interesting insight as to where people's specific challenges are people's specific pain points are in terms of what they're trying to get up and running. What are, what are some of those things you've been helping with in that respect?
1: Actually, it's, it's funny. It's a lot of it is tricks of the trade. Like for instance, most of the people or many of the people who who come to me for mentoring are interested in doing street hypnosis Mm -hmm. since that's what people most people know me for so you know most people don't but you know that i'm actually kind of shy and and i don't i'm not as i'm not easily outgoing and so i've developed tricks over the years to Make street hypnosis work. Make demonstrational hypnosis work. Develop tricks to bring in the audience, to maintain the audience, to find the most hypnotizable people, which is super, super important.
0: You know, we're not going to let you get away with just referencing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go into that a little bit. Yeah, but 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 no. So so these are these are tricks that I've learned just over thousands of inductions, and those are the things that. Most people don't know, you know, I don't keep secrets. So one of them is so when we're, when we're talking about finding the most hypnotizable people, I mean, there are some, there are some very, very easy ones. Like for instance, has the person been hypnotized before? You know, if, if the person tells you they've been hypnotized before you're, you're pretty much home free, you know, you're not going to have any, any issues with that person, you know, quick selection. You've got two people that both look good. One's male, one's female, always pick the female, because women tend to be just slightly more hypnotizable than men. There are difference with difference with differences with ethnic, ethnic groups right? Northern Europeans do not tend to be as hypnotizable as people from say, where their heritage is from the Indian subcontinent. It's, it's just, just these little things, these little tricks, ways that you, you know, suggestibility tests that that give you a good idea as to whether or not a person is going to resist you. Not necessarily how good a person is going to be in going into hypnosis. I, I was talking with someone uh, just today, and during our whole conversation online, she kept f- flashing a Spiegel eye roll. Every every time I, I mentioned something that was visual, this woman's eyes popped into her, you know, up into her cranium. <laughs> and I was looking just at the whites of her eyes. And I, I just I thought, well, you know, it's Spiegel eye roll, as you know people who can roll their eyes up in their head and keep them up there as they slowly close their eyes so that you see that kind of zombie look, just the whites of the eyes. According to, to Spiegel, there's a 75% correlation between people that do that and people who are highly hypnotizable. So, so I guess the thing is, if you know how to find the people that are the most hypnotizable, then that takes away your fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And when you're not afraid of failing, you could do anything you can I mean, you know what i I shouldn't say this I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway in demonstrations like for instance at, at conferences, I have never failed. yeah, I have never ever failed. and that is because i'm I'm really good at selecting candidates. So those are that's one of
0: the things well, that- let me jump in on that though because I think that's an interesting phrase to which i I say something and I call this out as being extremely bold which is that if I'm doing a demo and I'm about to bring someone up and go for some pretty big hypnotic phenomenon, their eyes are open and something's happening and we're having a conversation around it, You know, part of that skill, part of that strength is, yes, thank you, some of the things I've learned from you over the years, <laughs> but also the ability to, let's use a careful metaphor here, stack the deck appropriately so by mm-hmm. the time we actually go for the demo, we are already certain it's going to work absolutely absolutely and then also here's a little trick that i don't think
1: i've ever discussed with anybody but but here i saw something ugly years and years ago it was during a hypnosis class and the the hypnotist who i will not identify uh, did a demonstration in front of the class with a person whom he wrongly judged as being as being a good hypnotic candidate he was wrong at the end of the demo which was kind of long and drawn out. He said to that person, so what did you, what did you, what did he say exactly? What did you think of that? Or yeah, I think it was along the lines of what did you think of that, which left open, left it open for the guy to answer. What the heck was that? I didn't feel anything. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my my heart my heart still hurts when when I think about that situation and 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 so you, you know it's something very simple like at the end of a demonstration asking a question that enables the 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 subject to to burst your bubble in front of an entire room of people and say I wasn't hypnotized yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that was, that was, that will stay with me. (laughs) That will stay with me till my, uh, my final days. And, and so, you know, just little, little tricks that, you know, you learn through making mistakes, you learn through, through failure. And my gosh, I failed a lot when I was, when I was new, but that was because I, I didn't learn the, the most important thing.
0: Well, I think it comes around to also just that being open and being willing to learn that, you know, to be someone that, you know, I've known this about you for years, to be also going to workshops, continuing to mm-hmm. learn and oh, look yeah. at what you do. I was curious to ask, are, are there ways in which, let's say, your opinions or even your definitions of hypnosis have changed over the years?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. You know, when I, when I first became a hypnotist, it, I took a really good course and I came out of there and I knew everything. And it was all black and white. Yeah. And some things worked, and some things didn't work. And that was the way it was. And and it was a very good class. It was a very good course. And and I did know a lot. But now many of the things that I knew for sure way back then, I don't believe anymore. I don't believe them at all. And so yeah, let's look at some things like let's see the coma state. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I don't really have a, a. a definite belief about the hypnotic coma right now or the Esdale state. But what I do have now is a lot of questions that I used to have. And, and now I I, mean, I I what I have is a lot of questions that I used to not have. For instance, it's, uh, you know, from Elman's book and, and his lectures, you get the impression that coma state is uh, Esdale state is not good for suggestions. And I remember years ago, one of my students said, well, then how come when you told her to emerge, she did? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, well, okay. So we need to think about this. Is, is the Esdale state truly a bad state in which to receive suggestions? Let me
0: throw a filter in in, here, which what I'd say, this is a little bit of a riddle that I kind of came up with around even ab reaction that. And there's an unfortunate term in here of the word control. And I think you're going to hear the intention as to where it comes from, that if you create it, you have control over it. If you don't create it, you don't have control over it. So I draw the correlation to ab reaction that if it's, let's say, regression, where the intention is to bring up the ab reaction and then ride it to an event, because we as the practitioner. I don't want to use the word ringmaster, but that's what's coming to mind. (laughs) But because we are the one who has now called upon that, it gives us that you know operator and again, another unfortunate word here, follower. But because of that, there's already a working relationship and that's why we can then say scene fades and you tend to your breathing. That's been my answer to go, well, if in Esdale State, they go so deep, they're unresponsive, why is it we can still emerge them? It's like, well, because there still is that operation there as opposed to you know the the spontaneous esdale which is a quirky thing to run into but a beautiful gift in a stage hypnosis show to go I think I broke this one <laughs> you know and then get him out yeah yeah yeah
1: that's no I I, I always like the way you treat that I think that's that's very very clever I really like that and I was Thank so you. impressed when you first told me about it but yeah I mean it is possible I I it seems it seems to make sense to me that if it's a spontaneous coma, that it might be a little bit more work to bring the person out. It, it might be. However, yeah. you know, spontaneous comas are, are very rare. It's uh Elman used to say, and I'm not sure. I mean, it's a great number. One in 10,000 would happen in a stage show. And so it, it's, there aren't that many of them for you to, for me to draw the data, and 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 read the data. So it but it may it makes sense to me that if it was a spontaneous coma, it might be a little bit more difficult to bring them up. However, we know that certainly you can do it. You can certainly do it with the the threat, the coma threat or, you know, and you can use the threat. You can start talking about their bladder and certainly that thing must be full and (laughs) probably you have to use the toilet. And, you know, I've never I don't know. Um, have you ever had I've never had anybody have an accident, no matter how relaxed they are.
0: No, no. And I, I think to one time, and I forget where I heard this story, but it was the stage hypnosis show, and this is back you know, 12 years ago, I think. And the unfortunate cap of the story is that, well, bullying works, so we used it. No, it was that here's this one girl that just wasn't emerging at the end of the show. Yeah. And you know, we can we we can never go with the absolute of, oh, that's why. You know, I found out after the program that there were a lot of issues at home. The brother had Mm -hmm. been arrested. And this was the one day that she was at school to pick up the missed homework. And it became, we're doing an assembly and she she stays and she's now the star of my show. (laughs) And, you know, the best assessment I could make after the fact, only by guessing here, is that suddenly the entire audience was laughing and this was a good place to stay. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so so to make it something positive, which does make me regret the way that I did the the break it, just sat down next to her uh-huh. a moment of quiet, kind of gestured to the audience for everyone to be quiet too, and just muttered the phrase, everyone's looking at you. <laughs> and eyes popped open. Now, that being said, the classic, you know, coma threat was that I'll make it so you can never go back to this level again. And mine was <laughs> the, the, the coma benefit, which again, we're talking now three <laughs> that's ever happened for me. I can see you're enjoying it there. And as you follow my instructions to emerge this next time or to come out of hypnosis this next time, I'll show you how you can do this on your own. And then you know, there's the, and the, that's, carrot that's on, the carrot dangled on the stick. And then I teach a quick self improvement thing. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So then, have you been seeing clients? during this time yes yes I've been seeing clients but certainly
1: nowhere near the rate as before but like I say I've been taking advantage of this time to do things that I didn't have time to do before when I was seeing clients, a lot of clients. So, you know, writing the book, enjoying being in Florida, which you'll soon be doing, you know, you, you're, you're always a step ahead of me. You, uh, you wised up to, uh, get out of the cold weather. See, it took me, took me 20 years longer than it took you to wise up to boy. It sucks (laughs) sucks in the the snow and ice
0: as it's, it's sleeting here right now. And it's like, it's not snowing. It's just ice at this point. And yeah, the bags are already, already packed.
1: (laughs) Smart man. I mean, it's 80 degrees here. It's beautiful.
0: But again, I'd say it's what you talked about there in terms of, oh, let me, let me ask you this then. So uh in the process, which yes, the book will be out later this year. Yeah, Is there a different take on hypnosis that you think the general public should be introduced to? Well, that that will
1: probably be the fourth book, but okay. this book <laughs> this book is is going to be for for newbies. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's um, it's not going to have it is it, it's funny. Uh, basic books, well, in any subject, basic books are going to be sort of, well, basic. <laughs> yeah and and they' so there will not be anything too controversial. In this book. It'll be simple. This is the way you do hypnosis. Yeah. And so, but it'll it'll be out in the summer because my editor is, I'm married to my editor. So, you know, I, I'm not going to have any communication problems with, you know, back and forth with the manuscripts and things like that. So, so that's always good. Yeah. No. So, but but no, no, there will be no no revelations. This is, I hate to say dumbed down, but it will be certainly simplified because it's not for the expert, probably any of the experienced hypnotists that are listening to this you will not be interested in my next book it is not for you it might be something you give somebody who's new and or wants to learn it but this is not going to be for experienced hypnotists but uh yeah so so but this has given me COVID has given me an opportunity to do things that that i don't normally do enjoying the florida i mean we play tennis four times a week that's nice never had time to do that before so yeah it's 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 okay we're, we're doing all right
0: nice although I'm remembering back I had a student who and I had the same experience I had a student who goes you know what I went off and bought idiot complete idiots guide to hypnosis <laughs> um by Roberta Thames. and wow. you know he goes I bought it almost to put on my desk as a gag if the client said something weird I could pick it up as a joke but then yeah. he goes, <laughs> then I started to read it and like it's really good
1: i actually have heard good things about it it's, that.
0: it's yeah. phenomenal and i'm sure we'll now link to it in the show notes because my editors are listening <laughs> no but it's where looking at there's something to be said about back to some of the basics and you know yeah. this is an appreciation that i've had of some of the work that i've done teaching projects with richard nongard uh-huh. that you know there's often the disclaimer of saying this is not going to impress hypnotists this is what i actually do with people so I'd be curious to ask you then, and I may already have the answer. So we've now got a client in front of you. You're connected online. What's going to be your go-to induction? What What's going to be that approach with that person?
1: Oh, if it's online, it's going to be a Dave Elman induction. The Dave Elman induction, the classic Dave Elman induction, the Dave Elman induction that most hypnotherapists use is the the one where they pick the arm up and drop it. But how do you modify Dave, that? Well, the Dave Elman induction was originally a stage induction, and instead of checking the physical relaxation by picking the arm up and drop it you simply tell the person to put their arm straight out in front of them make it stiff and rigid Mm -hmm. and and then so stiff that it won't bend and they try to bend it and it won't bend and then you snap your fingers or clap your hands their arm will drop it does drop and they go much deeper so that was the original dave ellman induction and works beautifully online on camera looks great so and then and then the rest of it is pretty much the same uh, with the Elman induction with the counting backwards from 100 and letting the numbers go exactly the same you can do that uh, on camera so that with that one small modification which it always tickles me that it's not really a modification the one with picking the arm up and dropping it that's the modification so the original Elman had the stiff arm which we can use online and then the only reason Elman changed it was because he thought maybe it was inappropriate for a doctor's office for somebody to be sitting there with their arms straight out and trying to bend their arm. So because he thought that was kind of silly, he modified the Dave Elman induction so that instead of that, they would pick the arm up, feel it nice and loose and limp and then drop it when it was nice and relaxed. So so yeah, so definitely online, it's, it's the Elman induction.
0: Yeah, it tends to be my go-to as well for the same reason that, you know, any one of us who've ever, you know, either learned it or even taught it at times, there's always the lecture that, okay, so this is about small muscle catalepsy. It's Mm -hmm. not about the relax the eyes though. Classically, that's what we do. And as soon as we understand the individual steps, Mm -hmm. this is the same conversation around, well, how do we modify the process for online hypnosis? Well, you ask yourself, (laughs) what is this technique accomplishing Uh and what else do i have in the toolbox that's like that thing Mm -hmm. perfect
1: so yeah so i mean it works you can help people not my preferred uh, method of operation but you know you you if you want to help people you have to do it
0: yeah no you are trying to expand your uh business though by more russian clients correct
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah my facebook post well as you know, I studied Russian many years ago, but never really learned to speak it very well. And then, well, by I say many years ago, I mean uh, forty years ago. So I thought, well, you you also know that I have my display, my flag display in my office, and I have a flag for each one of the seventeen countries where I've taught hypnosis. And I thought I need some more flags. So where do I want to go? And I thought, well. Well, another thing, if you're teaching in foreign countries, very often you're going to use a translator. There are a lot of languages that I know a little bit of, but no language where I could teach in. But I thought maybe I could improve my Russian to the point where I could teach at least part of the class in Russian. And so my idea was to maybe uh, after the pandemic ends to go off and maybe hit one of the former soviet republics or a couple of the former soviet republics maybe maybe ukraine maybe baltic states maybe i don't know maybe kazakhstan i'm not sure but but in those countries still russian is used a lot i mean it does not make sense for me to learn ukrainian it's very close to russian but to go from zero in ukrainian would take me a heck of a long time whereas for me to get up to russian you know, it's it won't take as long. So anyway, so so yeah, I'm doing this. I'm, it's COVID, right? So I'm 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 devoting time to this. I'm taking lessons twice a week. I have a couple of tutors that I'm working with online. So just to tell, I mean, just as an example, ja často slušujete si mifu u eto patjeri kontrolja, eto nije pravda, nije patjeri kontrolja u gimnaziu. Ti nikad nisi čelis ni čvor, čvor ti obječen i do you want some more or should i you know stop now (laughs) i'll tell you what what i was just saying was normally takes me 58 seconds to say oh nice that was part that was my pre-talk the beginning yeah. <laughs> of my pre-talk in russian <laughs> and so i was talking about the the first myth about hypnosis that you lose control which you don't so anyway so i thought if if i can if i can work with these tutors and one of them really really super girl she's actually a speech therapist so she's helping me a lot with my tr- my uh, pronunciation which has always been awful so so yeah so i'm i'm excited about it and when this is all over maybe maybe uh we take a little trip to uh, one of the former soviet republics and set up a class and yeah i think it could be fun
0: i'm flashing back to there was a time i was doing a webinar and the webinar was titled double your hypnosis business and really what the webinar was about was something i've talked about on here many times over you know when you book your clients a good idea is to start with a plan of at least two appointments you know, rather than say, we'll do one. And that's promising a lot. Hey, we start with mm-hmm. a plan of two, if that's all we need. For, and the right. double your hypnosis business was the clever okay. title to introduce that theme. Although we'll have her on the podcast sometime soon. Nora Noble just commented. She goes, yeah, you did double my business. In fact, tripled it with that alone. I'm like, well. <laughs> but again, I was mentioning this, this webinar at one of the conferences and a guy walked by and he goes, I'll tell you how you can double your business. Like, oh, how he goes, learn another language, more clients. <laughs> Sean, damn it, you did it. I've I've heard the story. We haven't captured it on this program, though. Tell us about doing instant inductions, but only learning the word "sleep."
1: Oh yeah, very yeah. easy. It's because because okay, in in general, okay, there's the physical part of the induction, no language needed for that. But then you need to say after you've done the the shock, you need to say "sleep." So it's it's spot in russian durma in portuguese and 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 so so um and schlaf in german except for in swiss german is more like schlaf so anyway so so all you need is that one word and then you can continue doing your deepeners in your own native language someone told me many years ago that really for deepeners it doesn't really matter a whole bunch what you say just so you say it in the right tone of voice and a nice calming sing-songy voice and you could be talking about just about anything in the world and it doesn't really matter you know so so yes so I've done instant inductions in many languages and only uh only done it using one word I did it in Chinese once but i cannot remember what the word was but tonal language that can be tough so yeah so so learn how to say sleep in the target language and you can do an instant induction
0: so there's an obvious question that always pops up in this category we know hypnosis is not sleep we even go so far to explain the client that it's not sleep so what's your take on why we would use the word sleep for the instant
1: (laughs) just because it's fast you know uh, i've also done it when i've just said relax mm-hmm. but but sleep it's 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 kind of tradition <laughs> it's been used it's been used forever and ever often we use it with a re-induction point and say sleep and and even though people know that it's not sleep that may be overplayed we talked about things that have changed in my my uh my feelings about hypnosis that's one You know, I used to really go out of my way to explain to people that it's not sleep. Reason being, I didn't want them to come out of trance and say, hey, but I wasn't asleep. But but when I do hypnosis, I always test the individual. You know, I lock their eyes shut. I make their arms so stiff they can't bend it. I I stick them to a light pole or something like that or their hand to the to the arm of my my hypnosis chair. I do things like that so they know. By golly something's going on here because i i couldn't lift my hand so so they're not going to come out of trance and say hey but you said sleep and i wasn't asleep right, they, yeah. they know they got hypnotized so my aversion to saying or to my aversion to saying the word sleep is is kind of going away because you know they I, they're not asking me if it, if it if they were asleep they're not because I test them to prove to them that they were hypnotized. So so yeah, yet another a small crack in the my uh, my beliefs about
0: hypnosis. Well, it's even around to I mean, I appreciate that. You know, you do a short pre talk. I do a short pre talk and it's where early on I had learned elsewhere to go. Here's the entire structure of the mind. Here's what we refer to as the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the polite thing to say is the client was glazing over, but not in the way that I wanted them to. Exactly. <laughs> so the, the catchphrase in the sleight of hand magic world is do not run when you're not being chased. Yes. Um, I have here an ordinary pack of playing cards. and No, they're not. Uh, (laughs) that you're inviting concern by going out of your way to prove something is legit when instead here pack a card shuffle them up pick one
1: Um, you know by putting
0: too much into it and then again your beautiful nuance don't tell them they're not going to tell secrets because that wasn't their fear (laughs) this has been great having you back on and again catching up In terms of the sort of evolution of a process and how we can look at refining what we do and adapting it over time where can people best get in contact with you how can they best learn from you
1: uh well if they check out my youtube channel just google me on youtube sean michael andrews they're going to find a lot of videos there are 300 videos on youtube and and it's split i mean some of them are strictly entertainment hypnosis but some of them are teaching principles of hypnosis how to do a particular induction so that's always a good a good place to start they can find me on my website worldsfastesthypnotist.com well yeah this is this is podcast what 319 or or three
0: yeah 319 319.
1: well i have a newsletter and i'm on episode i am on issue 478 will go out next tuesday so it's been going it's been going for, oh my gosh, 12 years or something like that. It's been going a heck of a long time. So uh, in in the newsletter, I also teach hypnotic principles how to do a particular induction, a particular deepener, how to do a kind of therapy and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's all, it's all free hypnosis knowledge that is
0: out there. There's just
1: so much out there. Yeah. So that's that's how they can find me
0: if they want. I had to, I had to peek. This is the fourth time on the You Were On episode number three back in number junior.
1: three yeah <laughs>
0: Been a while <laughs> I,
1: I i was and i was honored and i i am still honored
0: <laughs> and i'm seeing a red theme in every episode so far so we have to make sure we get that in the design of uh, this one on the page any thanks again for coming on though any final thoughts before we wrap it up no just looking
1: forward to getting together with you when you you do that smart move to florida
0: Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for downloading this program, for subscribing, for leaving your reviews. And I'll tell you, my favorite part is this combination of the interaction that I hear from the guest after the episode, as well as the fact that the conversation continues over in the Work Smart Hypnosis community. That's a free public Facebook group that we run over on Facebook. Join us over there. Check the show notes once more at WorksmartHypnosis.com for the videos and references that Sean and I talked about in this chat here. And once again, head over to HypnoticBusinessSystems.com. That's the all access pass to my Hypnosis Business Training Library that will tell you what to do, show you how to do it, and this is new give you the assets to get up and running even faster. Check that out, HypnoticBusinessSystems.com. Or if you want a free preview, Head over to jasonwebinar.com for that free on-demand presentation, Six Steps to a Six-Figure Hypnosis Business. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast
0: and worksmarthypnosis.com.